0: Listeners, this is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. We are so glad to have you with us on this journey. I'm with my colleague, Kat Larson. Kat, how are you?
1: I am glad to be on this journey with you. Yes,
0: you're a great great travel mate, that's for sure. (laughs) It's been fun. We
1: don't have to stop too many times for the bathroom, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's true. You know, it's funny about that.
0: I would like our listeners to think about this for a minute. Like, how you feel about people that are on the journey with you because it's how you mm-hmm. feel that's so important. Like when you think of somebody, what are the thoughts that come to your, your heart and to your head? What are those feelings that you have? And so like when I think of you, I feel good. I feel energy. I feel positive. I feel hopeful. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people that you think about and you're like, mm, I don't really feel that connection or whatever it might be that you feel. But the beauty of what we're talking about in this podcast is how do you how do you create an ambiance about yourself that people will feel good about you, value you, yeah. and want you, right in their lives, yeah. So, our listeners, I'm sorry, I've I've um, <laughs> I agreed to do a retreat after all these years again, and uh, it filled like in a week. So then I I opened up another one, but it filled also. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we're not offering you any more retreats um, right now, but I love these experiences. I'll tell you why I love them so much, Kat. I love them because people come and they see themselves so differently after three days than they do when they first came the first day. It's like Mm -hmm. life-altering people, and it's because of the people that are there. I mean, obviously, I make a difference. I'm there. I'm facilitating it, but I'm telling you, it is other people that are in that room, eight people that change lives by their interactions, Mm -hmm. by their sharing, by their candor, by their love, by how they engage each other and their vulnerability. It's just one of those moments that you just are so grateful that you were there. It just is so fulfilling to see that. And it brings out the best in people. Like you get a chance to see people who are really down, negative, despairing, um, blaming, unhappy, like like lights come on. Like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't see that before. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yes, I, I hope that our listeners understand that this podcast that we're doing, the reason we're doing it is I am aghast at poor mental health. I am, I am aghast. I can't believe how dismal our care is in mental health. And when I, mm-hmm. when I see people that are despondent, don't have answers, don't know where to go with their lives, it, it's heartbreaking to me. shouldn't have to be that way. I want us to know we can become better.
1: Yeah. You know, I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this, like, and since this seems to be growing and I get it, there are things in our world that are so big, right. That that are so big. And the trust in which the way we get our information is so broken, it seems like, but we have more information, good and bad, Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's bad stuff, but there's good information out there. Why do you think we are there? What do you think happened? Why Good do you point. think with all the increase in information and increase in communication and, you know, that, that we've ended up, you know, even more stressed out and depressed and, you know. Than ever. Just to the brink than ever.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about why when there's a rash of suicides in a high school, um, mm-hmm. there come more. Like it enhances the possibility and probability that others will also kill themselves. When Mm -hmm. I was younger, I was like, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Like that was a choice they made. Why would I then jump on the bandwagon? And then I started realizing as I aged that there are people that are rock solid. Like they just, they know who they are. They know what they're about. They know where they're going. Things don't unsettle them. And then there are many people who are not settled. Now they're managing, Mm -hmm. but they're not settled. And when you give them enough reason to go over the edge they all accept it. Like they're not that solid. So when the things are, like the media is constantly pushing some agendas, let's talk about social media, for example, especially for young women, young boys too, but young young girls especially. I mean, what it promotes for them, if if you're settled, you're like, "Mm, sorry, I don't buy that. (laughs) I'm not going there. But if you're unsettled, you're like, well, maybe I am just the only one that doesn't have friends. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't look as pretty as I want to look or I don't have the right body. Maybe I am inadequate. And so they start taking Mm -hmm. on What the culture is teaching about them instead of – because if you think about 150 years ago, like America, they were much more resilient, stand the ground, do their thing, come through in life. You would not have them sitting there saying, I I can't make it. That was not a possibility. You just make it. You do what you have to do, right? But today, I know I cannot make it because many don't. So maybe (laughs) I can't either, right? And I give up. It's so unfortunate. So the messages we're telling each other can be very limiting. And those souls that are vulnerable may fall that wouldn't have fallen 100 years, 50 years ago. And don't get me wrong. This been Mental health has been a problem for years. Like we've always had mental health problems. But there are right. some things happening today, lack of faith, lack of stability, lack of confidence that are beyond measure. Like they are ridiculous what's happening. So how do, you, how do you counter that? Like what do you do to counter yes. that, right? So, yes. I mean, the way you have to counter it personally is what am I about? Who am I? What is my life worth? What am I committed to? What are my passions? What are my excitements? What are my challenges? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are my dreams? I often believe, for example, Kat, if you have – like I read a book about a boy from, from India that was failing everything – and he just made a commitment to go to the best engineering school in all of India. And mm-hmm. he is, there's no way he's going to go there. It wasn't going to happen. He didn't do his work. He was failing. it took a whole year over again, on and on and on. He puts the name of the school up in his bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes to the school. He ends up getting to the school. It's the most remarkable story that he made happen for himself. And now he lives in America. But the reality was that he had to see the dream, and then the number two thing was action. And the year he Mm -hmm. was out of school, he spent every single day, 12 hours a day, sitting on the roof of his house, studying. That's what he did every single day to get that to happen, and rode a bicycle to a tutor who helped him. But once he got in his head, this is what I want, then he took action to create it. So I often think, as our listeners are listening, what is it you want? Like, what do you you want? What do you want in your life? Make a goal, something you want, and then take the action towards making that happen. Like, if you want a happy marriage, stop blaming your spouse. Stop right now. Whatever they're doing, stop. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All you have time and energy to focus on is you. That's it. If you're talking about the war in Ukraine, that's not going to solve your problem right? <laughs> if you're talking about yes. the, the raising gas prices, hello, it's going to go on. It's not right, but it's going to go on. What is it you can do to make your life better and whatever the goal is you want? So it's always intrigued me when I've, I've had somebody, for example, come in and say, I want a better relationship with my child. And then they'll go off about the child, how bad the child is. I say, okay, just so you know, every minute we're spending talking about how they're the problem, we are not going to get better. So if your goal is to have a better relationship with that child, stop right there. Just stop and start with you. Number one, what is it about you that could make this relationship better? What skills, talents, capabilities do you have that could improve this relationship? Okay. Number two, what things are you doing to sabotage it? Like, Uh for example, if you're speaking ill of your child to anyone about anything, you're sabotaging You're sending out energy that is not legit, not positive. And if he ever hears or she ever hears that you said this about them, it'll never make it better. It'll make it worse. So stop doing the negative things you're doing. If you're demanding they be something that they're not right now instead of embracing who they are. If you're looking at how they should change versus what you should do different. And then if you say to me, well, if I do it, they don't respond anyway. And I say, learn the principle of just do the right thing. Just learn that principle. Right. Do it because it's right. doesn't matter about the outcome. And then, like you said so well in the last podcast, if your motive's bad, trust me, it won't work. (laughs) It will not work. Right. So then you got to go back in and fix the motive. Like, what's the motive? What should you be doing right there? That's what's so important. It was kind of sad to me. I was uh, working with a couple recently, and and, um, he's very blue and she's red, and she was not nice. Let's just put it that way. And Mm -hmm. she really and truly loves this man loves him, wants him in her life. And so she went basically to a program to change. Like, how do you, how should I act um, if I really love him and improve the relationship? And she truly changed. Like she became so different than she was before. But now she'll do things based on that script that seem contrived. Like even asking how he is comes off as flippant and, and phony, like a little girl. It doesn't sound like her. And so at the end of the day, even if you choose like to be better at something, you've got to get legit with it. It's got to be sincere and it's got to be yours. you got to own it. You can't just do it because it's been told to do you. Or especially if you're with a blue, they'll not accept it. Blues are all about sincerity and genuineness. And they always I want to know to at see, the, end yeah. of the day that you're sincere and you're legit. Otherwise, they don't want anything to do with it. Right.
1: Oh, so, so she went to a program like uh, Wear Pearls, Have a Dress On, yes, Have a Dinner Ready, that yes, kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> no,
0: that's exactly right. And you know what I love about her? She did what she knew how to do. That's all she knew how to do. But she never actually fixed the motive piece. Like get that part right. Yep. And, and she's so sincere. Like she really meant it. But, but he being a blue is like, no, no, no. That's nice. That's good. But I want to feel that you're genuinely and legitimately like loving me, not contrived. So there's, I mean, I do want our listeners wow. to know there's, there's solutions, there are, there are answers. You just have to be humble enough to seek them and set a goal. What do you want? What do you want to have happen? You want to, you want to leave a message for your kids? Start writing your journals now. Let them know. Whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a little painful, but I want us all to hear it. At the end of the day, you do what you want to do. That's just the truth. If you are sitting mm-hmm. on the couch eating bonbons, you want to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. Now, you may be doing that <laughs> to numb your pain, uh, how you feel like you've been mistreated, or you're too fat to go out in public, or whatever it is you're doing as to why you're doing it, but you want to do it. Don't ever tell me, they made me do that. No, no. You have chosen to do what you're doing. And that's the beauty of being an adult, right? Right.
1: Can I, Yeah, I want to ask a question right here before you go off this, the pain that that's the piece that just kind of right now where I'm at, in my life fascinates me about when like you're sitting on the couch and you're, and you're unhappy, yeah. but because you're numbing out the pain, but that makes the pain bigger, right? That whole numbing out makes the pain bigger. Is that correct? It, Would that be on, fair? Only
0: because it doesn't solve any problems. It only extends the pain. That's what I mean. Right. Yep.
1: Right so what do people that pain thing? what do you do to to get to look at it and say they don't want to feel it in their heart, they don't want to they don't want to own it, they don't know what to do with it. I mean why don't people step into it? I keep I know I asked this question like five different ways, but I just think that that's a place where most people they get right up to that jumping off point and then they back off, right when the pain is there?:
0: Well fear is always a factor. like there's always the fear of right. I don't I don't know what will happen if I do it. The unknown, right? I
1: don't know if right. But right. there's also,
0: like, I don't have the tools. I don't know how to do it. I mean, I, I may want to do it. I don't know what to do. Like, what would I even do? And someone like me might superficially say, well, just get off the couch. I don't care. Walk around the living room. <laughs> do something different than <laughs> right. you're doing because whatever you're doing does not work for sure. But at right, some point, right. you've got to get your motive right. Like, what is it? I'm in pain because of this. What can I own? What can I do to make myself better? And sometimes it means letting go of whatever that is that caused you the pain. Like I think about people who lose somebody, like a child or a spouse. Loss, that's huge. Like that loss is horrendous. But you can grieve effectively and actually leave a legacy of their life better by then saying, okay, so what are the things they taught me that I'm now doing? What are the things they gave me that I'm now using and start enhancing your quality of your life, and you'll always miss them, as you should. But it's a much better way to process that loss. Or if you get beat up or you lose some kind of a a deal or financials, Mm -hmm. whatever happens to you in life, if you could just say, okay, so what is my role in this? And what can I do today to improve tomorrow? What can I do today to make it better tomorrow than what I'm doing now? But again, that's so takes if I'm ability. making
1: my list. Yep. Right. So I'm making my list. So I heard humility. I heard empathy. Ownership. Whatever the, I mean, those are the ownership. Ownership.
0: Take ownership and, for it. And a dream. Like, what's your focus on? Like, what do you want to mm-hmm, do different? Huh, if you focus good. more on that than what you're watching or doing, you know, or eating or whatever, that gives you much more probability of success than staying stuck in that. It's interesting. So a couple I've been working with, it's, it's heartbreaking because she finally said, I'm done, and she's done. And his response to that has been blaming others. They didn't jump in when they should have. Or how would I know how to do that? I, I don't know why they would expect that I would know how to do that. Lack of ownership. Um, I'm so devastated and hurt. Doesn't she understand how deeply I'm devastated by this. I, I, I. Yeah. Everything's I, I, I. Yeah. It's never, yeah. how could I have done this to her? How could I have treated someone that way? It's all I, I, I. And if anyone doesn't agree with that, then they are not on his side. It's called emotional immaturity. And I have watched yeah. men in their 80s navigate life such that no one ever called them out for their emotional immaturity. No one. Ever. They got away with it. And one of the reasons is they're typically very manipulative. Like they'll turn things on you if you go after them. Right. And I want to... They listen, make it about you. They make it about you. Right. They'll always... They'll right, make right, Somehow right. it'll never be them. Right. Right. Narcissists are brilliant at this. Like they're so quick. And it's, it's funny because I have this... Sometimes I think blues and whites um, are not real good at recognizing narcissists. Partially mm-hmm. because they're not selfish by nature. They're more like accommodating deflecting yes deferring they don't they don't operate there well i'm yellow so i'm self-centered enough like when i start feeling that manipulation i'm like oh the hairs on the back of my neck come up like i know you're yeah. work, you're working yeah. me that's what you're doing right now yeah, and exactly. it's almost comical to me like i'm like you you really think i'm buying this don't you and when i call them out on it they're all they're like hurt like how could you think that i'm are you kidding me you're working me are you stop that nonsense Well, no, that's not what I was doing. What I meant was, here they go. Like, off on this. Here we go. I mean, you know it's a circus ride. I mean, that's what it is. That's what's going to happen. So I always say to people, I think you have to understand that emotional immaturity is seen as these traits. Selfish, uncommitted, blaming others and excusing yourself. Mm -hmm. Arrogance, not receptive, not teachable, not sincere not looking to understand, more to blame and and explain why you're not the problem. Uh, Manipulative is one of my favorite ones. I don't know why. It's one of the things that I love most as a therapist. I love when someone's being manipulative and you're like, you really don't think I get this, do you? (laughs) You don't think I really see this. Mm -hmm. But in their defense, no one's called them out ever. So why would they, right? And then lastly, inconsistent. I have people that say to me, yeah, I, I would like to do that, but I just... I'm just lazy, I guess. Or I just feel moody. Like some days I feel like doing it, some days I don't. And I'm like, wait a minute. You have to be the champion of your mind and your heart. You have to own them. You have to discipline them. So you don't let them decide for you how you're going to feel. I was talking about um, bosses that are moody. I hear more complaints from people who have moody bosses than people who have demanding bosses. Because if they don't know how they're going to be, right? Shifting fields, right? So I just like our our listeners to think about a couple things that might help them in this world and be more effective in dealing with anxiety, depression. One is called reframing. Like reframe Mm -hmm. what you see. Like I get that in Mm -hmm. your mind you framed it a certain way. But you could reframe it. Like see it differently than you see it now. Like look at it from a different angle. It's always intriguing to me when I make um, a poor assumption and I discover through some dialogue or whatever, the truth, I'm like, how could I have been so stupid? How could I have missed that? It's so clear, but I got in the way. So take yourself out of the way and try and see it very clearly. Um, there's probably no color that does this better than whites. They're probably the best, and mm-hmm. they have their own like like fog. They get fogged by things as well. But in general, I love their clarity. I love their ability to go, hmm. Uh, yeah, let, let me tell you what I see. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of adapting to change, you've got to take, like we've had a pandemic for two years. It's been miserable. Like, yep. it's funny, by the way, I was at the dentist and he's so great. He, he's got a mask on. I say, are you ever going to take those off? No, we always wear them here. I said, so how is that? He goes, well, you know, it's funny. I don't mind it here at all. It doesn't faze me. The minute I'm out of here, it bothers me. He goes, it's just a different feel. Like I accept it here. So true. But outside here, I don't accept it. So I think, uh, and then there's this inflation is running rampant and people are struggling. Mm-hmm. There's a world war is happening. I mean, people are very anxious, right? I want people to yeah. realize that you have to adapt to change in life. It's going to come whether you like it or not. Like aging right. comes, job career changes come, death comes. There's always going to be things pushing you through life, challenging you. And if you don't learn to stop making it about you, like I want it to be about me on my comfort zone. So don't impose something like a change. Like if I'm blue, I don't want to change in my job because I like knowing what I'm doing. And if I have to do a new one, I can't be very good at it because I don't know it yet. Yes, but you also don't know what you might become or might learn by trying it. So by staying right. stuck on your insecurity and perfectionism, you're preventing yourself from a, an incredible possibility that you don't even know about, right? So every time, like yellows, they're so afraid that they might have to show up every day doing the same thing. Like what well, grow up. Yep. Like that's what makes life work is you've got some consistency. Stop making it about you. I just don't want to. Well, the most successful people in life do things people don't want to do. So with the colors, I'm always intrigued like a white, I'll say to a white, you have to say what you want. Well, I've just never had a voice. I I get that That because of you, you've never had a voice. Don't blame somebody else. Just own. I didn't have the courage to speak up. I didn't have the courage to say things I need to say. Okay. So I now I'm telling you, say it. Well, I don't know if I'll say it right. And off we go again. And I'm like, stop, stop right there. If you want to have things different, to change. You have to reframe how you see yourself and how you see the experience. And sometimes even say, I'll say, I can't, just rehearse it, like play it out in your mind, think it through, right? right? Right. And I think that's great. Whatever it takes for you to get comfortable with adapting to change in life. Like here's the best part. When I'll have clients that actually are improving well, like doing some really good work. And all of a sudden people in their lives don't like them. Like, no, no,
1: no. Right. No.
0: <laughs> I like you the way you were. Yep. And that's yep. hard to stay your course knowing it's going to create people to be uncomfortable with you actually when you're actually improving. That's kind of painful. But it's true. I've never not seen it happen. I have never not seen someone get better and someone in their intimate circle get frustrated with them because they like them in the box. They know how to deal with them. In. So you've got to be comfortable right. with your truth. Like, I'm doing the thing because my motive is clean. It's not... To show you up, or to beat you down, or to make you feel bad, or any of that—it's about me getting better with me now. Just you go do your thing, work on you, and you'll be fine. But if you keep making my change your problem, that's not going to help you. It's just—it's yeah, so—and
1: it keeps you so agile. What you're talking about is like I'm listening. And it's like God—you just have to be so agile and let people, you know, like it, it, we do—we get. You know, uh, we've moved a couple of times in the last couple of years. And I just noticed how, uh, I don't even know what the words are, agility, ability to go. I don't know anybody here where I live now. So then all of a sudden I was putting all of this pressure onto my husband to be the person. Well, he (laughs) leaves for work at seven o'clock in the morning, doesn't come home till seven o'clock at night and doesn't call me all day. Right. 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 So I'm walking around pissed off because... Not calling why you. isn't he calling me? Doesn't he know I'm lonely? Um, so what did I do? I called Taylor. I FaceTimed Taylor, didn't I? You Hi. Did. You did. I did.
0: And I loved <laughs> it. It was so assertive. I loved it. And there you are, but, all but, alone.
1: Uh, here I am, all alone. But I realized you're talking about it like that emotional agility to go shift to what is happening right now. Yes. Instead of holding on to or what I think is right, it's like, no, you don't know anybody here. So what are you going to do? You're going to get mad at and be mad at your husband all day because he didn't text you or call you. So true. That's what was happening to me. I love that. So then I was like, no,
0: (laughs) it's not his fault.
1: (laughs) No, that's not. Well, and and by
0: the way, it may actually be harder for you than for him because you're right. He's got an implanted job. He's got something to go do. Like it's all happening, right? Right. Right. So that's true. Yep. But it's so good if you had gone and found like three friends that all whined about husbands that don't understand what they're going through and spent three, six months doing that. Can you imagine how bad you'd be? I mean, and then I'd be,
1: and then he could feel it the minute I, he walked in the door.
0: <laughs> All the fingers right? pointed at him. It's you.
1: <laughs> right. You're the problem. <laughs> right. well, you a, see my sadness? No, it's, I hope you're happy. That's a great
0: example. <laughs> you know what? Just even talking about it so openly is so freeing where most people don't, they, they don't say it, it but is. they do it. They judge, they critique, they blame, yeah. but they can't ever own yeah. what they're doing. So that's the difference. Yeah,
1: I'm glad I can laugh about it. Yes. I don't know why I can't. I think it's, I really do think it's funny when I'm aware, after I get out of myself and i aware of it, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. No, that's healthy.
0: <laughs> that's so, th- that's humility. Like you like yourself enough, you can look at yourself and laugh and say, well, that was stupid. That's really good. <laughs> yes. No, I love.
1: I, at least four times a day. Well, I hope,
0: <laughs> I hope so. I hope our listeners are able to understand that that's part of what life's about is shifting agility understanding change comes and how you how you deal with it is a lot about your legacy how your life's seen
1: what you are are hitting on i'd like to talk about next time because as we age i think that's the problem with with women and maybe men too aging is like they fight it and so it's so uncomfortable and so unbeautiful like it's aging is beautiful but then we just get into this it's like oh my gosh right i want to talk about that
0: I love talking about old people. I don't get why people don't realize we're getting old. Like whether you like it or not, that's happening. And that's some, right. some, I agree, women have a harder time than men. I agree because that's always been a factor. Yep. But I do think it's yep. kind of ironic that people fight the reality of it instead of saying, you're, oh, you're pretending something God. isn't happening and everyone else knows it is <laughs> that's, right. that's
1: right no matter how many things you try to put on your face it doesn't and i've tried taylor i've tried
0: <laughs> and you're right it didn't work so <gasps> <It>
1: didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, so again oh. uh, thank you all for being on this journey with us we love you we appreciate you and we hope you have a great week cat will be back yep. in another week Thanks, everybody.
1: All right. Look forward to it. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number, and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way, we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.